War Eagle. This is Boggle Spot number 98. It is November 14th, about 90, 9.30 at night. Uh, Handle from the tailgate. Today, Auburn lost to Georgia 20-13. In a game that they could have easily won, they could have easily blown out. Georgia didn't do much. They had a punt return that was kind of unexpected. Once Auburn had kind of shown that they were sputtering on offense, they, uh, you know, Auburn, Georgia didn't do much. Uh, Auburn didn't do much. Um, Auburn started with Jeremy Johnson. Uh, most people are okay with that, especially with the way he played against Texas A&M. Uh, he handed the ball off to Peyton Barber. He handed the ball off to Javon Robinson, and everything kind of seemed okay the first drive. Uh, carry on, ran it in on the first drive and on a wildcat, and everything seemed to be good to go. The defense seemed okay for the, most of the day, but you know they were kind of thrown in a situation where too many situations. Honestly, I mean they were at a point where they had been stopping the Georgia offense all day. And eventually they were going to give up points. Um, they gave up 13 points. Uh, the special teams gave up a touchdown. Uh, but the, the defense did enough to where Auburn's offense should have beaten them. Um, it seemed like once Jeremy threw that interception, that was kind of really weird. I mean, it's like, it's like he floated it, and he was throwing it to Tony Stevens, but at a I don't know. It's like it went over his head. So much that it, over Tony Stevens' head that he wasn't even expecting or even trying to catch it. And then it went straight to a Georgia defender. And then um, I don't remember if Georgia ended up going down and scoring on that drive, but uh, eventually they did. Um, but eventually that interception was enough for Gus and Rhett to put Sean in. Um which was really weird because I heard a lot of grumbling around me. Um, I think most people were happy with Sean before the Texas A&M game. They were really negative on Jeremy coming in for the Texas A&M game. They were really negative about him starting. Um, but I guess once they heard that Sean was hurt, they'd kind of given up on him the rest of the season, the rest of the season because um, – when he came out, I mean, most people didn't whine and complain when he came in, but after about two or three drives, it's like once they started swapping out Jeremy and Sean, it was like, just take Sean out. And I don't care. I mean, I, I'm fine with whoever they put in there, honestly. But it seems like most people thought that since Jeremy started, he should have played the game. Uh, once, we, once Jeremy threw that, that interception, People were like, oh, get him out of there. But as soon as we didn't score a touchdown with Sean in there, of course, they didn't want him in there either. Um, the The problem with, with the offense to me is, and again, nothing against Peyton Barber, nothing against him at all. But Javon Robinson is the better running back. He busts bigger plays. He takes a busted play. He takes a play that's stopped at the line, and he turns it into a 10-yard gain outside. Peyton Barber doesn't do that. 
Peyton Barber stays with the stays with the play. He runs it up the middle. If he's stuck, he runs it to the people and he's stuck. If he sees a, a slight hole, he'll run through that hole and he'll get three or four yards. Javon Robinson turns that play into ten yards. I don't know why we went back to more of using Peyton this game. Um, I don't know if they just saw something in the defense that felt more like Peyton's running style was the way to go. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems like once Sean started playing more, uh, Georgia's defense started blitzing more because they knew Sean wasn't as mobile. Thing is, Jeremy's not that that mobile, but Sean is kind of hurt and he can't get his away as much. Um, and they knew that when he came in, he was coming in to pass. Uh, Jeremy had threw that interception and then other plays had been he overthrew the receivers. But when they knew Sean was coming in, it was coming to pass. So on the third down, Georgia blitzed. And at least two or three times, the offensive line didn't pick up at least a defensive end or a linebacker at all. And people ran in and completely, you know, untouched. And they sat the quarterback. So it didn't matter who it was. It didn't matter if it, who the quarterback was. It didn't matter who the running back was. Um, I'm not sure what was going on with the offensive line. I know Sean Coleman got hurt early in the game, but he came back in. Uh, but there were certain times where Georgia defenders were not touched at all. Um, so, you know, it, it's easy to, to blame who was playing quarterback and who – Gus or Rep put in his quarterback, but in certain t- situations in the game, uh, especially late, it it was really more on the offensive line. <clears throat> but I don't know. It, this was, if you want to look at this objectively from far away, this was another game that Auburn should have won against Georgia. That Georgia won. I don't know why. I don't know how. They pretty much won on a punt return. Actually, if you want to look at it directly. They won on a punt return that probably should have been called for two blocking the backs. And that was it. They won by a touchdown. And that was it. Auburn seemed to be behind the eight ball the entire game. Uh, When they weren't scoring touchdowns, they were stuck at the 10 or 20 or 30 yard line, not able to get out of it. When they punted to Georgia, it was you know, punting to Georgia at the 40 yard line. It was like the entire game happened on the Auburn side of the field. And Auburn's defense did great. I mean, they did enough to win the game by far. Uh, Georgia's offense was nothing great. There were there was nothing, anything scary about them at all. They just happened to score a few, on a few drives. If Auburn's offense played as you thought they should, Auburn would have scored two or three touchdowns more than Georgia. Multiple more touchdowns. It's just, I don't know. It was, it was not the same game plans against Texas A&M. Obviously, Georgia has a more straightforward NFL-style t- uh, defense. Um, Texas A&M has a bad defense with a few good defensive ends. Um, I don't know. I think I don't think Gus, once Jeremy threw that, t- threw that interception, I don't think they that Gus trusted Jeremy as much. Um, I don't there were just not many passes down the field. There were maybe one or two, uh, and 
they just didn't happen and it seemed like a lot of running on the inside which worked every once in a while uh, and then when it ran on the outside it was uh, Ricardo Lewis and I don't know a lot of times on our runs on the outside it seems like whoever's doing it doesn't run to the run to the corner they don't run to the sideline they run until they see somebody and they try to cut it inside and it doesn't work but you know last week I felt like Auburn could beat Georgia they could definitely beat Idaho and they could definitely they could hang with Alabama and maybe beat them because it was a home game um, now I feel like if Auburn plays this, the same way they did on offense against anybody I mean, they should beat Georgia. They should beat Idaho next week, regardless. But anybody in the SEC playing the way they did on offense today, I don't know. I'm not trying to be negative. I feel like Alabama coming in here in two weeks, being a home game, it should help them. It will most likely be a night game. Um, I don't know. Maybe they can work out some, work out some kinks against Idaho Idaho game and get some mojo going and maybe get the fans excited a little bit again maybe figure out who's going to play quarterback who they should who should play offense should be javon who should play running back should be javon um i don't know i, I i'm never going to be the guy that's like yes the offensive play calling was weird in certain situations but a lot of times, if they execute the plays, it's going to work. Uh, if Ricardo doesn't fumble on the one-yard line, Auburn's down three, kicking an onside kick with four four minutes left, or a kick in a regular on regular field goal with four minutes left. That's not coaching. I mean, that's not play calling. That's a fumble on the one-yard line. I don't know. It, it Jeremy, in terms of passing. Didn't seem to be working, so they gave they gave Sean a, a, a chance, and everybody it's it's weird. It's like like people jumped on Sean all of a sudden, like he was doing something wrong. I think the the point the the problem with Sean is that the line wasn't blocking, or at least Georgia's offense knew he was hurt. Georgia's defense knew he was hurt, so they blitzed more. There were two or three drives where on third down there was a defensive end or a linebacker from Georgia that was not touched at all. Just ran straight to whoever was playing quarterback. It didn't matter who was playing. I don't know. It just... I heard fans around me going, why are we putting Sean in? Well, I guarantee you last week you were thinking, why are we putting Jeremy in? So, I don't know. It, it Again... Other than the LSU game, which was just a, a bad game from start to finish down there, it's another game that Auburn lost by, le- by eight points or less. It was a touchdown game, and that was from a punt return where the guy caught it at the 50, benefited from two blocks in the back, and scored a touchdown. That was that ended up be the di- being the difference. You can whine and complain about who the play calling and who was playing quarterback and whatever, but that ended up being the difference was a, a punt return with some penalties that should have been called. So, I don't know. It, it, it I hate losing to Georgia, but at this point, they've beat us eight out of the last ten times. I'm not saying I'm used to it and that makes it okay, but 
at cer- at a certain point, you gotta have to look at it and be like, you know, they they hung around enough. Our offense do didn't do enough, and they were able to win the game on a on a punt return. That that's what it turned into. This this year is just weird. This year is just um, there's been a lot of injuries that kind of put the coaching staff in a weird situation. And last last week seemed okay. Uh, this week kind of seemed okay for the first quarter, maybe. Uh, but now it it's it's kind of still in flux. It's like Jeremy might seem okay, but then he throws a pick that's just inexplicable. Then we put Sean in there, and he's hurt, and it's like I don't know. We got a quarterback in there that has all the tools that may not be there mentally, and then we have a quarterback in there that has all the tools that may not be there all be, be there physically. Uh, it's just a weird year. So right now, let's beat Idaho. Let's go to a bowl. After that, Alabama, I don't know. Well, you know, our their thing is they their offense is they think their offense is okay right now because they've got Derrick Henry. Well, our defense is playing okay. Our defense can stop a running game. Let's let's see if we can do that against them and then see if our offense can get going. It will be the most electric uh, environment in Jordan Hare of this entire season because it'll be one of the biggest, hopefully, home games all season. Alabama and CBS have used up all their CBS games, so it should be an ESPN-CBS game. So maybe it'll be a loud, big, you know, we beat Idaho. Everybody kind of forgets the Georgia game. I don't know. And then goes into this thinking, you know, this is the biggest game of the season. Let's try to ruin their season. They're kind of rolling right now, but they beat Mississippi State pretty bad today. They beat Tennessee barely. Um, they beat LSU, which is a team they're kind of lined up to beat. But if we get things going in the traditional Gus Malzahn way, that's the that's the kind of offense they hate. That's the kind of offense uh, Nick Saban hates. So maybe we can do something. I don't know. We'll see. I'll stop rambling now. Uh, Bloggle spot number 98. Done. War Eagle.